Um, before Reverend Denise comes forward with her message on today, I just want to introduce her a bit to all of you. I know her, but you don't know her, but you will in a few minutes. Um, we have been on this journey together for over 20 years. We met over 20 years ago at church. And so um, we've attended seminary together for a little while. And now she's on that journey again where she's working towards her doctoral degree. She has a bachelor's degree in communications, a master's of divinity degree. And one day very soon she will have a doctorate degree as well. She has a heart for women. She works for um, currently Norma Heard Women's Center in Cleveland, Ohio, where she works with homeless women um, to encourage and empower and to help heal wounds where women have been broken. Um, but not only does she work with women, but she loves men too. And when I say that, I mean she works with everybody. Um, she's been married for almost 40 years to her husband, who's also a minister, Reverend Jeffrey Doggett. And um, I could tell you so much more about who she is, but what I really want you to know is that she loves God, she loves God's people, and when you leave here, you will leave here with an encouraging word. Amen? Reverend Amen. Good morning to everyone. I am blessed to be here this morning. I am the one that is responsible for the lectern coming down. I had a fall this week. And, um, but guess what? God is still good. He's still victorious. And I'm so grateful. So I just say even this morning that I bring you greetings from Bethany Christian Church in Cleveland, Ohio, where my pastor is the Reverend Dr. Robin E. Hedgman. And I have a joy that I am also the worship leader at Lee Heights Community Church in Cleveland as well. So I enjoyed the music. I was about to pull out an instrument. I didn't know which one I was going to play. But I was enjoying all of what it takes to be able to worship God in spirit and truth. As we look to the scripture this morning, I'm just going to ask if we could just bow our heads even right now. Gracious God, I, I praise you and I honor you, God, for just the opportunity to be able to preach your great gospel here at First Mennonite Church. So grateful that I could be able to come and be an encouragement to my sister and my friend, but more importantly, to the body of Christ. So God, when I'm in a new place, you remind me that I'm right there with you. You remind me about your word that you never leave me nor forsake me. So it's on a morning like this, God, when I need just a little bit more help. God, to be able to pour out to your people. God, I thank you and I praise you, God, for such a time as this, that they would have ears to hear and eyes to see what thus saith the Lord. It's in the matchless name of Jesus the Christ that we pray and we say amen. This morning as I take my text, as I take my text, I want you, I was so grateful to Mason. He was the reader this morning. Amen. I was a Mason at one season was one always wanted to read the scriptures, and we're really excited. So I'm always excited when I see young people doing what they do. But this morning, I'm going to tag team that, that Luke 12 chapter, Luke 12, 23 to 24, with also a scripture from Matthew. And I just added that in as I sat with it, because it was also coming out of the same vein of being reminded about God's provision. Or if I had another subject title, I'd say, First Things First. As we pave the way, this, this is the last quarter of the year. Can you believe it? Here it is, it's October. I call this season sweater weather. Anybody like sweater weather? 
My husband says it's a new football season, another time where he's not really looking at a sweater right now, but we call it sweater weather. And also it's a season of thanks, and it's paving the way of going into Thanksgiving or paving the way as a time that we give thanks. It's in this fall season sometimes the weather changes. We have Indian summer. We go from 71 to like 40, and as we do that, we still have to find our way to be able to do. But let me tell you no matter what the seasons look like it's always a season for praise it's always a season for thanksgiving it's always a season to give god glory honor and praise i believe that there are times as christian believers that we have to reflect and review what's going on in our lives and where our priorities are with our relationship with god amen Today I looked at the scriptures and where you're looking at in that Luke 12 chapter, the 22nd through the 24th verse is about do not worry. Now let me tell you the style of Pastor Denise. I'm a little different. And so when I say the style, it's one that I would encourage you as well. So this morning as I'm saying this word about do not worry, can you say that back to me? Say do not worry. Do not worry. Now part of that do not worry is so that you could hear the do not worry. Because somebody in the midst of sitting there said, I'm really good, Reverend Denise. I really, I, I was okay. Before you said, do not worry. Now I got some concerns on my mind. <laughs> Somebody's thinking about, wow, I wonder when my roast beef is going to be done at home. And I hope I didn't leave it on. Oh, man, did I leave my lights on? Little things that can balloon throughout the day. And then it can be things that can add along the way. But the scripture talks about... In that 22nd verse, the 22nd to the 24th verse, says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not worry. And why I say that Jesus said this to his disciples so that we have to also learn it before ourselves. He says, I tell you, do not worry about your life or what you'll eat or about your body or what you'll wear. For life is more than food. That's what the scripture says in the body, more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap, and they have no storeroom or barn, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are we than these birds? In the Bible, Jesus had to take the disciples on the side of a mountain and teach them about the ultimate values and boldly challenging the ideas popularly accepted by his hearers then and now. Pleasure, prosperity, and power are false gods. He showed them thoughts and attitudes. He said, our basics to one's acceptance with God. And they are not the thoughts and attitudes popularly encouraged as leading to success or in the real world. As we reflect on today, Jesus wants us to turn our attention to what some of us look at today. He turned down, to, he turned to material considerations, money, buying groceries, and clothing. It also leads to a passage that when God was reminding me about our treasures in earth. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other. You will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The scripture goes on about do not worry. In this passage, it lifts it up and saying, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink or about your body or what you will wear. It's not life more than food and the body more than others. Something to reflect over and to think about. Look at the birds in the air. Somebody might just be even glancing outside the window. They do not sow or reap or to store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more, much more valuable than they? 
I read the scripture again because it's the simple things in life. Sometimes we can lose our focus. See, my mom feeds the birds every day. There's a neighbor who has a bird feeder. Anybody know anything about having a bird feeder? And you can sit there for hours and meditate. Well, my mother doesn't have a bird feeder, but she has cornbread. Somebody might say, well, I don't have cornbread, but that's a simple thing. And for her, it gives her so much joy because these birds hang out. They, they don't know what street or what address, but they know when Emma Stewart is coming out with this cornbread. I look at that because it's a simple way of provision. To somebody else, I probably would have thrown the cornbread out and said, oh, I don't need it anymore. But it gives her a delight. So when I say look at the birds of the air, they don't sow or reap or store away in the barns, but yet the Heavenly Father feeds them. Do you know that the birds know the synchronicity of the weather and of the sky? They know when to go in a flock and when it's getting colder, whereas we might say, oh, I'm good, I don't have to wear a coat, but the birds know exactly. They give us signals. Those who know about birds know that they fly in a flock or they go in various different places and, and places. But guess what? Jesus doesn't lack in taking care of them. He uses that as an example. I took care of those birds. Here you're worrying about how you're going to pay your bills or how you're going to take care of some things or how you're going to raise your children. And he gives us this as an example. Can, and then this is the part that stays with me. He just really speaks to me. Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? You don't get more points because you worried more. Guess what? You got 24 hours. 24 hours. Tap the person next to you. 24, that's it. 24. You don't get more. You can't, you can't petition to say, I need more hours than that. You get 24 hours. So why do we worry about clothes? Now the scripture says this, but I'll bring this. See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all his splendor was just like none of them. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow and thrown into the fire, will it not be much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. It goes on to tell you, so do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For pagans run after all these things and your heavenly fathers knows what you need. But the scripture tells us further to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then all these other things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. When I looked at this scripture, it reminded me about in the time that now that we're coming out of the pandemic, it's a time where some of us, throughout that three years of being in the pandemic, we learned some more simplistic ways of doing things. We came to a time, let me tell you, my family has never been closer as far as coming together, communicating together, praying. Can I just talk about prayer time? If I, I'm not just saying it for the church, but us as believers and us as a family, we had opportunities to come together and to pray. In Matthew 6 and 19 through 21, the response is about our storage or our too much problem. Can I just say too much? 
During a time of our, our, our pandemic season, we were at a point where we had to get rid of things or lay things aside or it really wasn't that important or we didn't even have some of the things. But now we're in a purging season. From all that stuff we got or some of the things that we continue to have, God reminds us, don't store up for yourself treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, I have to say that again, your heart, your heart will be also. Don't stir it up, all your stuff. Can I say all your stuff? Oh, y'all too quiet. Can I say all your stuff? All your stuff. Uh, some of us got a lot of stuff. Everything that you have, can I just tell you everything? There are some things that you have that you can just say temporary. Just say temporary. temporary. Some things that you really hold on to, that car, as much as you love them, brothers. I talked about the women as well. There are some things that you got to write temporary on it. There are some things that the house that you love, you love it, you've been saving for, you're thinking about the next generation, my granddaughter, my children, guess what, you need to put temporary on it. There are some other things, the jobs that you work, or those who have worked their job, and some of them are really glad to say temporary for that job. But if you're in a season of retirement or you're coming into a place of doing some things differently, guess what? Everything that you do in this hour is a place that is temporary. You can't take any of it with you. The many times that I've done funerals or I've, I've done a service, I don't care how well or accolades that the person have or how many degrees they may have, all the things about them. I've never done a funeral service and a U-Haul truck came behind them for all the things that they had or all the things that they did. It makes me be more wise and more conscious about the things that we have to be able to know that we cannot take these things with us or that stuff. You know what that stuff is, that stuff. Put it down. Uh-huh. Put it down in your thoughts. Put it down on your piece of paper. That stuff that sometimes prevents you from having a closer walk with thee. It's in the things that when you look at your stuff, and I talk about that stuff because it affects me too. I, I'm a seamstress, and one of the things about in sewing, they say the person with the most fabric wins. So anybody that knows that knows the heart of it because you don't you can't think that you have enough you can have so many layers of it but you still can get one more piece god is not served with material things as we are in need of them since he is himself the source of all things immaterial and otherwise he is on the other hand vitally concerned with the persons he has made in his own image that we should love him with our whole heart and that is things material and temporary there can sometimes be a struggle of who we are and what we are doing. I want to say to you today the scripture that says, and, and as I transition this part of my sermon, it says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. And, and King James, it says, will be added unto you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. You can't worry about tomorrow. You're trying to store it all up. You're trying to keep it. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. I wrote an acronym for what I thought and as God was ministering to me about first. Can we say first? Say it out loud. Say first. The acronym is first, first, seeking God first, F1 for your finances, giving to the kingdom, planting seed in the kingdom, doing what we can. That's the first 
letter of seeking God first. God, even if I'm struggling in my finances, God, going to God, asking him, God, how am I going to use the resources I do have? God, can I be a blessing and even to my household and to my family? And if you're one that have resources, may God pray that, God, how will I use these resources differently for kingdom work? Or how can I do it? That first one is F for first. The I is for interest. We seek ye first in our interest, the things that have our attention, the things that have our time. God, is it godly-centered? Is it something you really want me to do? I, I, I believe you should have first. But did you seek God first about some things that you really have an interest in or really have a thing that you want to be able to do? That's the F and the I. And the R is relationships. Have you sought God about the relationships? Or in your earthly, earthly lifetime? How about the relationships of the people that you're dating or the people that you are in contact with? Maybe it's your business interactions. Have you sought the Lord about, God, who will I do business with? Who will I have to be able to take care of uh, some things that I need to do to take care of other consumers? About relationships you have. S. The S is security. As we look at FIR. S. The S is security or salvation. Have you sought the Lord about your personal relationship with him? Have you sought the Lord about how you can draw closer to him and learn to know him better each and every day? That S of security and salvation is so clear in all you do and the ways of what you have. The last is T. T is to trust. The real question, can, he tr can you trust him with every situation in your life? There are situations where we grow closer to the Lord because we learn how to trust him. Even in the midst of adversity, there's a trust that can come more than stronger than ever before. Can we handle our basic every needs any and on our kingdom assignments that he gives us every day? There are some things that God allows us more opportunities because he trusts us to be able to share the gospel, maybe with a friend, maybe with a coworker, maybe with someone that we met along the way. They may not know your journey or your testimony. Today I thought that I uh, would be able to share with you in song as I close out. Throughout the pandemic, thank you so much, Rosalind. Throughout the pandemic, I used to sit on my back porch and I'd play to an audience of one. I tell people that all the time. I just play to an audience of one and everything has the overflow. But my, my neighbors thought, my neighbors think that it's blossom in my backyard, amen? <laughs> they do. So as a worship leader, you, you sing to the dishes, the bears, the, the tiles, whatever it is you have to do. But as an instrumentalist, there are things that I can do a little bit differently when I'm playing into an audience of one. There's one song throughout the pandemic, um, and, uh, and it was so funny because we had to be outside, my neighbors would go outside you know, I'd come outside, maybe 6.30, uh, 7 o'clock after I'd eat. And I'd play Greatest Thy Faithfulness. So I'd play, they were saying requests by the end of the summer. <laughs> but the joy is, is that I started out on flute. And I played flute and four saxophones. So my house is a real noisy house. Amen? <laughs> but God's provision is what I, where I want you to go and to see. The words and lyrics, and some of people sing it, but I'm going to say it so you can hear it before I play it because I want to meditate on it. When I started thinking about, in the midst of our pandemic, when we were complaining, you know we were really complaining because we couldn't go nowhere, people can't come over, I got to wear this mask, 
just even for worship, some things we complained about. The scripture, the songwriter wrote it, Thomas O. Chisholm, says, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not, thy compassion thy fail not, as thou has, thou has forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has already provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. This is my favorite verse when I'm looking at the different weathers and seasons. Summer and winter and springtime and harvest, sun, moon, and stars in their courses above, join with all nature in manifold witness to thy great faithfulness, mercy, and love. Last stanza says, pardon for sin and a peace that endures. Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with 10,000 beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand has already provided. Great is thy faithfulness. Lord unto me. This morning, as I warm up a little bit, if you bear with me, I don't want to move too far from the mic. I'm used to wandering. That's all right, but I think I'll be picked up. <laughs>
Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, morning by morning, new mercies I see. When I didn't think I could move today, I saw a new mercy. All I have needed, everything, the air I breathe, the air we breathe, all that we have needed, you have already provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. God, I thank you with wind in my body to breathe. I thank you, God, with every part of the limbs and the hands that I have to play. God, that we would give your name glory, honor, and praise. God, we just come up against complaining of too much stuff. We come up against so many things that we don't think that we have. But then we're reminded that when we think that we can't afford it, we're reminded of the commitments that when we came out of this pandemic, God, when I get my time, I'm going to do. God, remind us that whatever we're in need of, that your provision is already provided. It's in Jesus' name, and we say amen.